in my first release, I was able to give you a little bit of the show's flavor. You basically got an idea of what the show will be about. Here on my first episode, I'm going to give you some insight into why I decided to start this podcast, a little sneak peek into my mental health process, and you'll also get kind of a feel for the structure of the show. So without further ado, welcome to Dealing With. Hello, and welcome to my first episode. I am so excited, a little nervous. I have all of the feelings, so there's that. Um, I hope to provide you with several minutes, at least, of some engaging storytelling that you might be compelled to continue to listen to. So I'm just going to jump right in. Why did I start a podcast? So last year... Um, there was one of those challenges for a cause going around Facebook, and a dear friend of mine nominated me to participate in that. And so the challenge was to do 25 push-ups every day for 25 days straight to raise awareness for mental health. I was not about to do 25 push-ups on my first day. That's for dang sure. And so what I did was I kind of did a progression of... Um, I started with wall push-ups, and then I did some countertop push-ups, and then some push-ups down on my knees, followed by some modified push-ups, and then by the end, I was finally able to do the full 25 push-ups, regular style, I'll say, and I was pretty proud of myself for doing that. The way it's supposed to raise awareness for mental health is you're supposed to nominate a person each time you post a video of yourself doing these push-ups. I chose to do it a little bit differently. Instead of nominating a different person each time, and I know that for some people, some anxiety can come along with that. Oh, I've been called out on Facebook, and now there's this pressure to do these push-ups, and I don't feel confident. And so I didn't want to put that pressure on anyone else. And so... What I decided to do instead was start by telling parts of my mental health story. I started with Cora being in the NICU. I have been dealing with undiagnosed depression and anxiety my whole entire life, but this is actually what it took to get me to really follow along that path to healing. I am going to tell a little bit more of my story with Cora in a later episode, but me telling that story on Facebook is kind of what sparked this idea of the podcast. Some of my friends and family would connect with me after I posted these videos and share their stories with me. I was really moved by that, and I was really moved by them expressing how they were grateful that not everyone, that they were grateful that I was able to tell my story and be vulnerable and not everyone who's experiencing those struggle struggles is able to do that and by posting those videos and sharing them and being vulnerable it just kind of opened the door for some other folks to be able to do that and that was not what I was expecting at all but it was really cool to hear 
And it was really cool for me to feel like I was making an impact, even on one person who wanted to um, not feel so alone in their experience. But it made me think even more about those folks who are kind of in the thick of something that they feel like they just can't get out of and how desperately lonely it is to feel like you are so on your own in this little island of sadness. So it just made me also realize how incredibly lucky I am to have the support system that I have. My husband, who is my rock, who is everything to me, he really called me out on it, honestly. And, you know, there was a day I remember coming home from work and my boss's boss actually pulled me into his office and said, I'm worried about you. You don't seem okay. And we want to make sure that our staff are taken care of. And you don't seem like yourself. I cried the rest of the night. I came home and I just, I just cried. And that was before I had called a therapist. That was before I had done anything moving toward it. It was probably two months after I got home or after I started working um, after Cora was born. And I was just a wreck. And, you know, he acknowledged that to me. And um, then my husband said, yeah, I mean, I was going to bring it up to you. You don't seem okay. My family's worried about you. Your family has reached out to me. We just really want you to be okay. And I got defensive immediately. I was just like, oh, everyone's talking about me behind my back. Oh, everyone is saying all these negative things about me and not saying them to me. And how, do, how am I supposed to react to that? And I don't know what that's about. I'm not exactly sure what that defensive feeling is. But my assumption would be that I felt that way because I knew that I wasn't myself. And I knew that I really had to make a change in order to be a good mom and a good wife. And so I was really, hindsight, very grateful that my husband kind of brought that up to me. And, you know, my family, of course, was supportive from the beginning. My direct supervisor was phenomenal. She knew I was struggling. She knew I was having a really tough time and just continued to see the potential in me and tell me about that because that's really what I needed. And I was so, so, so grateful for that. And so despite those constant offers of support and friendship, I just, I still felt terrible. And so I finally reached out to get help from a therapist or a counselor. So I think the first thing that I did was I did a Google search for the highest rated therapy place. I just searched like therapy in Grand Rapids and I just clicked the one that had the highest ratings, very scientific approach for me. Um, and so I asked for someone, they put you through to like a secretary or something. And I asked for someone who had experience with moms of newborns and who were experiencing postpartum depression. And so then they connected me with my therapist who I still see today. The first few sessions were pretty rough. I cried a lot. And I 
think part of me going into therapy, I had an expectation that it would be something where I could feel like I was opening up about things, but without actually doing that, because I still felt like I had to put on a show for my therapist, not necessarily like show her that I'm being something I'm not, but just like, I think it was a big self-awareness piece. Like I just didn't know that I was struggling as bad as I was. And then the first few sessions, I just like really opened up and I cried a lot. And I did a lot of those, you know, where you try not to cry and then you're holding it back and then you can't talk or breathe. And then you just end up crying even harder. I think I did that multiple times before I finally was like, all right, I'm just going to come in here. I'm going to cry for an hour and we're going to get through this together. And she was like, that's what I'm here for. I really wanted to see how far into therapy I could go without being prescribed medication. I went in and said, I would like to try to do this without meds and see how we progress because it felt a little bit to me like slapping a bandaid on it, like going in and say, okay, I'm struggling, I need meds. When I knew there were bigger things happening there were bigger things happening and struggling in my life that I had never dealt with from way, 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 way back when I was young. And so I knew that some of that stuff was going to come up. And so I had to, I really wanted to kind of work through how that was affecting my current situation. And so she agreed. She was like, okay, if you want to do this without meds, let's Let's talk through some stuff and figure it out. And, you know, we'll revisit this conversation in a little while. And we talked about everything. We talked about all of the messed up crap that has happened in my past. Those are also later episodes to come, I assure you. But all these things that I had like shoved down deep into my, in a little box in my soul, and I buried it threw some dirt on it, and then I had to revisit all that stuff. When I used this box analogy with my therapist, she, I mean, she used it right back. She said, well, I was asking her why I couldn't just pack all this NICU stuff up and put it in that box like I did with everything else and then continue to live my life over top of that. She used that analogy right back at me. She said, Aaron, that box is only so big. And now it is full. It's time to take some of those things out of that box and heal from them so that you have room for some of these other things. So for the last two years, I have been taking things out of that metaphorical box Starting from when I was like, you know, six, seven, eight years old, I was addressing some of those things and putting new things in, and I'm still working on things. I'm still on the road to recovery. I'm still on my journey or every other cliche you can think of that people say when they're in therapy and when they're healing their brains. 
I don't think therapy is a sign of weakness. I feel like it takes a lot of strength to talk about really, really hard things, especially when you thought those hard things were old and they were dealt with and they were hidden. But then you really discover that those hard, hard things in your life are still a part of you. And they're still a part of that weight that you carry on your shoulders every single day. And they're still a part of every decision that you make. But I'm damn grateful that I did make that first step. I have no clue where I'd be right now if I hadn't had the support from my husband, from you know all those folks at work, from my family, to make that first call into into therapy. Um, I just, I have no idea where I would be. I definitely would not be in the solid, more confident place that I am in now. I would not be as successful as I am at work. And I feel like I'm really kind of hitting my stride there and it feels so good. And it just feels good to feel good. So I'd love to do a section every episode about something that I love right now. And so you can take it, you can leave it. It's just something that I am finding a lot of joy in. And this podcast is focused on mental health. And I think a big part of my mental health is finding joy in things. And so I hope that you find joy in some of these things too. So right now... What is bringing me a lot of joy is a podcast called Smartless, S-M-A-R-T-L-E-S-S. So it's Sean Hayes, Will Arnett, and Jason Bateman, who is super yummy, by the way. They have a different guest each week. One of the three of them act as the host of that episode, and then they bring on the guest, and it's a surprise to the other two. They don't know who it is. And so their guests are people in show business, and they range from, they had Robert Downey Jr. on, they had Kamala Harris, they had, um, my favorite was Ryan Reynolds, so far, the ones that I've listened to. And these guys are just so funny, and they're great to listen to, and while the episode is called Smartless, they kind of make a play on how they're not very smart folks, but they they ask a lot of smart questions, and a lot of really articulate Um, conversations happen on that podcast. And so um, Jason Bateman is my favorite. He has this really like cool, soft, kind of sexy voice. And that has led me to encourage my children to now watch more Zootopia as I weirdly crush on a cartoon fox. So I have just started my social media pages You can find the podcast on Facebook. It's Dealing With Podcast. You can also find me on Instagram at dealing underscore with underscore podcast. And those are the two that I'm the most familiar with right now. So I started there and I'll probably branch out into a few others. Just kind of want to get my feet wet a little bit first. I would love to do a listener comment or question section too once I kind of get a few of those. So feel free to slide into my DMs. 
or you can shoot me an email or uh, with comments, even episode ideas. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, feel free to sh- um, email me. It's dealingwithpod at gmail.com. A few ways you can listen to the podcast is on iTunes, on Amazon Music, and Spotify. I will be posting the Buzzsprout site as well, so that'll be going up on the Facebook page, just so you can have a direct link to that. Throw a like on there, leave a review, and then if you also subscribe, you'll get the most recent content right away. So that's kind of cool. I can't tell you how grateful I am for the feedback that I've gotten so far, and I'm just so blessed. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And as the gentleman on Smartlist could say, hey, bye.